morning prayer begins on page four. Grace be unto you in peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 95 in place of the Benite on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and show ourselves glad in him with songs. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. In his hands are all the corners of the earth and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his and he made it and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down and kneel before the Lord our maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation and as in, his, in the day of temptation in the wilderness, when your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works. Forty years long was I grieved with this generation and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 30 begins on page 374. I will magnify thee, O Lord, for thou hast set me up, and not made my foes to triumph over me. O Lord my God, I cried unto thee, and thou hast healed me. Thou, Lord, hast brought my soul out of hell. Thou hast kept my life, that I should not go down into the pit. Sing praises unto the Lord, O ye saints of his, and give thanks unto him for a remembrance of his holiness. For his wrath endureth but the twinkling of an eye, and in his pleasure is life's heaviness may endure for night but joy cometh in the morning. And in my prosperity I said, I shall never be removed. Thou, Lord of thy goodness, hast made my hill so strong. Thou didst turn thy face from me, and I was troubled. Then cried I unto thee, O Lord, and gat me to my Lord right humbly. What profit is there in my blood when I go down into the pit? Shall the dust give thanks unto thee, or shall it declare thy truth? Hear, O Lord, and have mercy upon me. Lord, be thou my helper. Thou hast turned my heaviness into joy. Thou hast put off my sackcloth, and girded me with gladness. Therefore shall every good man sing of thy praise without ceasing. O my God, I will give thanks unto thee forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the eighteenth chapter of the second book of Kings. Now it came to pass in the third year of Hoshea the son of Elah, king of Israel, that Hezekiah the son of Ahaz, king of Judah, began to reign. <clears throat> he was twenty-five years old when he became king, 
and he reigned twenty-nine years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Abai, the daughter of Zechariah, and he did what was right in the sight of the Lord, according to all that his father David had done. He removed the high places and broke the sacred pillars, cut down the wooden image, and broke in pieces the bronze serpent that Moses had made. For until those days the children of Israel burned incense to it, and called it Nehushtan. He trusted in the Lord God of Israel, so that after him was none like him among all the kings of Judah, nor who were before him. For he held fast to the Lord. He did not depart from following him, but kept his commandments, which the Lord had commanded Moses. The Lord was with him. He prospered wherever he went, and he rebelled against the king of Assyria and did not serve him. He subdued the Philistines as far as Gaza and its territory from watchtower to fortified city. Now it came to pass in the fourth year of King Hezekiah, which was the seventh year of Hoshea, the son of Elah, king of Israel, that Shalmaneser, king of Assyria, came up against Samaria and besieged it. And at the end of three years they took it. In the sixth year of Hezekiah, that is, the ninth year of Hoshea, king of Israel, Samaria was taken. Then the king of Assyria, carried Israel away captive to Assyria, and put them in Hela, and by the Habor, the river of Gozan, and in the cities of the Medes, because they did not obey the voice of the Lord their God, but transgressed his covenant, and all that Moses the servant of the Lord had commanded, and they would neither hear nor do them. And in the fourteenth year of King Hezekiah, Sennacherib, king of Assyria, came up against all the fortified cities of Judah, and took them. Then Hezekiah king of Judah sent to the king of Assyria at Lachish, saying, I have done wrong. Turn away from me. Whatever you impose on me I will pay. And the king of Assyria assessed Hezekiah king of Judah three hundred talents of silver and thirty talents of gold. So Hezekiah gave him all the silver that was found in the house of the Lord, and in the treasuries of the king's house. At that time Hezekiah stripped the gold from the doors of the temple of the Lord, and from the pillars which Hezekiah king of Judah had overlaid, and gave it to king of Assyria. Then the king of Assyria sent the Tartan, the Rabsaris, and the Rabshakeh from Lachish, with a great army against Jerusalem, to Hezekiah. And they went up and came to Jerusalem. When they had come up, they went and stood by the aqueduct from the upper pool, which was on the highway to the fuller's field. And when they had called to the king, Eliakim the son of Hilkiah, who was over the household, Shebna the scribe and Joah the son of Asaph the recorder came out to them. <clears throat> then the Rabshakeh said to them, Say now to Hezekiah, thus says the great king, the king of Assyria, what confidence is this in which you trust? You speak of having plans and power for war, but they are mere words. And in whom do you trust that you rebel against me? Now look, you are trusting the staff of this broken reed Egypt, on which, if a man leans, it will go into his hand and pierce it. So is Pharaoh king of Egypt to all who trust him. But if you say to me, We trust in the Lord our God, is it not he whose high places and whose altars Hezekiah has taken away, and said to Judah and Jerusalem, 
you shall worship before this altar in Jerusalem. Now therefore, I urge you, give a pledge to my master, the king of Assyria, and I will give you two thousand horses, if you are able on your part to put riders on them. How then will you repel one captain of the least of my master's servants, and put your trust in Egypt for chariots and horsemen? Have I now come up without the Lord against this place to destroy it? The Lord said to me, Go up against this land and destroy it. Then Eliakim, the son of Hilkiah, Shebna, and Joah said to Rabshakeh, Please speak to your servants in Aramaic, for we understand it, and do not speak to us in Hebrew in the hearing of the people who are on the wall. But the Rabshakeh said to them, As my master sent me to your master, and to you, to speak these words, and not to the men who sit on the wall, who will eat and drink their own waste with you. Then the Rabshakeh stood, and called out with a loud voice in Hebrew, and spoke, saying, Hear the word of the great king, the king of Assyria. Thus says the king, Do not let Hezekiah deceive you, for he shall not be able to deliver you from his hand. Nor let Hezekiah make you trust in the Lord, saying, The Lord will surely deliver us. This city shall not be given into the hand of the king of Assyria. Do not listen to Hezekiah. For thus says the king of Assyria, Make peace with me by a present, and come out to me. And every one of you eat from his own vine, and every one from his own fig tree, and every one of you drink the waters of his own cistern. Until you come and take until I come and take you away to a land like your own land, a land of grain and new wine, a land of bread and vineyards, a land of olive groves and honey, that you may live and not die. But do not listen to Hezekiah, lest he persuade you, saying, The Lord will deliver us. Has any of the gods of the nations at all delivered its land from the hand of the king of Assyria? Where are the gods of Hamath and Arpad? Where are the gods of the Sepharvaim and Hena and Iva? Indeed, have they delivered Samaria from my hand? Who among all the gods of the lands have delivered their countries from my hand? that the Lord should deliver Jerusalem from my hand. But the people held their peace and answered him not a word, for the king's commandment was, Do not answer him. Then Eliakim, the son of Hilkiah, who was over the household, Shebna the scribe, and Joah the son of Asaph, the recorder, came to Hezekiah with their clothes torn, and told him the words of the Rabshakeh. Here ended the first lesson. Together, Benedictus says, Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou on the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen.
Here beginneth the epistle of St. Paul to Philemon. Paul, a prisoner of Christ Jesus, and Timothy, our brother, to Philemon, our beloved friend and fellow laborer, to the beloved Apphia, Archippus, our fellow soldier, and to the church in your house, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank God, making mention of you always in my prayers hearing of your love and faith which you have toward the Lord Jesus and toward all the saints, that the sharing of your faith may become effective by the knowledge of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. For we have great joy and consolation in your love, because the hearts of the saints have been refreshed by you, brother. Therefore, though I might be very bold in Christ to command you what is fitting, yet for love's sake I rather appeal to you, being such a one as Paul, the aged, and now also a prisoner of Christ, Jesus Christ, I appeal to you for my son Onesimus, whom I have begotten while in my chains, who once was unprofitable to you, but now is profitable to you and to me. I am sending him back, you therefore receive him, that is, my own heart, whom I wish to keep with me, that on your behalf he might minister to me in my chains for the gospel. But without your consent I wanted to do nothing, that your good deed might not be by compulsion, as it were, but voluntary. For perhaps he departed for a while for this purpose, that you might receive him forever, no longer as a slave, but more than a slave, a beloved brother, especially to me, but how much more to you, both in the flesh and in the Lord. If then you count me as a partner, receive him as you would me. But if he has wronged you or owes you anything, put that on my account. I, Paul, am writing with my own hand. I will repay, not to mention to you that you owe me, even your own self besides. Yes, brother, let me have joy from you in the Lord. Refresh my heart in the Lord. Having confidence in your obedience, I write to you, knowing that you will do even more than I say. But meanwhile, also prepare a guest room for me, for I trust that through your prayers I shall be granted to you. Epaphras, my fellow brother, my fellow prisoner in Christ Jesus, greets you, as do Mark, Aristarchus, Demas, Luke, my fellow laborers. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you in spirit. Amen. Here endeth the second lesson. Together, Benedictus. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham, that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby this day spring from on a high hath visited us, 
to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, as now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you and with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us, and grant us thy salvation. O God, make clean our hearts within us, and take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Lord, we beseech thee to keep thy household, the church, in continual godliness, that through thy protection it may be free from all adversities, and devoutly given to serve thee in good works to the glory of thy name, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom. Defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning. It's good to see everybody this morning. Uh, our our uh, passages today, we see um, that Hezekiah, we saw that he did right, what was right in the sight of the Lord. And um, the story of Hezekiah is somewhat mirrored in Second uh, Chronicles 30. And what I found about uh, reading Second Chronicles and having it, uh, being aware of it with when you're reading Second Kings is that we find out some things. Like in Kings later on, we'll find out that Manasseh was the worst king ever and was, you know, there was nobody worse than him. But when you read Chronicles, you find he went into captivity and actually repented and came back to Israel and tried to make it right, which he couldn't do because it was really bad. But uh, there was a repentance, and we missed that part of the story in Kings. So sometimes it's it's good to maybe get an idea of what's going on. And so we see in Chronicles, we see a little bit more about why Hezekiah was um, was as good as he was as he was. Uh, one of the lessons is as good as Hezekiah is, as good as we are, we're not good enough, and that's why we we're so dependent on and absolutely totally dependent on, on the the grace of Jesus Christ for our salvation. So um. We we see that we see that um, when we Hezekiah did what was right in the world, he even cut down the high places and and changed uh, 
the worship of Israel. He was trying to direct everybody back to God. But even in that, he was a, he was uh, opposed, and the opposition was pretty heavy. We see that there's the Tartan, the Rabsaris, and the Rabshaka um, that came and, and spoke to him. And I was trying to think what, what that would be like, and I can't even really come up with a, a great example, but I think in our country it would be the, the Secretary of Defense, um, um, maybe the Vice President and, um, and you know, Speaker of the House all coming and standing out and saying they're going to bring the whole, the whole weight of the United States against you. That would be scary. I had a, um, I had a, um, situation once where a friend of mine said they went to court and they heard his name versus uh, versus the people of California and he said uh, that was a pretty scary thought to him it kind of changed his, his, his approach on how things happen so these people come and they and they talk to the they're talking to the king and then the the representatives of the king say please speak not in Hebrew because we don't want the people to hear all these things that you're threatening them with and so uh, Rab Shaka who is uh, I would say a little bit prideful here, he, he continues to speak to the people in Hebrew and telling them um, that, you know, just do what we say and you'll be fine. And so the picture he, you know, he drew was, you know, eating your own waste or, you know, you'll have fruit from the from your uh, gardens and eat and have everything you need if you follow what we say. So that was just a, the picture we're painting. And so God's asking us to stay faithful in light of all this. So, um Hezekiah was actually the first king since David to keep all the Lord's commandments and restore right worship and to honor him as the true God. And so he, even this, this is one of the lessons we have, even though he was that good, um, the um, trajectory of Israel is into captivity and that's uh, Israel and Judah. And so he can't stop the trajectory, but he can, he can stand firm and follow God. And um, so the things that were foretold are, are still going to happen um, in Israel. So um, like believers today, we have some things we can take from this. First off, yeah, we should do right in the eyes of the Lord. Um, when we do, we're going to be opposed. Um, one thing to remember, especially when you look at the headlines today and all that, there's a lot of uh, angst and anxiety, but the world is heading where it's heading. It's, it's gonna go where it's gonna go. And so in all of that, our hope is eternal. And um, so we keep our eyes and focused on the eternal. But even more important than that is we can live in the joy of that hope right now. And that's what we're called to do is to see the eternal in light of everything that, you know, that's going on around us. So moving to Philemon, it's a, a very short book, of course. And um, so it's a story. Anisimus is a slave of Philemon and he ran away. It was common sometimes for slaves to uh, be sent on a mission and maybe given some money to deliver and sometimes they would try to escape. And usually that would mean the, the death penalty. That's that's what happens. And so Paul Onesimus comes to Paul and visits him in prison. And he remembers Paul because obviously Paul's familiar enough to, with Philemon and his wife and the church in their house that he says, get a guest room ready for me at the end. And um, Onesimus means um, useful. And so, but he was unuseful to Philemon and, and he deserves, um, he deserves punishment, but Paul is pleading with Philemon to uh, treat him in the same way that that he was treated by that Philemon was treated by Jesus and was brought to um, to faith and to salvation. So it's a interesting um, uh, story. It kind of it it um, 
reflects the story of our own lives is that we are, you know, we're, we're made to be useful to God. We haven't been useful, but we return to God and we accept the forgiveness. And also, as we remember our lesson from the Lord's prayers that um, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive others who trespass against us. And Paul is calling on Philemon to, to um, forgive Onesimus, uh, not only because it's the right thing to do, but because Paul's done so much for him and he's asking for it. And then I get a kick out of Paul because that's when he said, and get a room ready for him because I'm coming too. Uh, whether, whether he does or not uh, ever get to come, we don't think he ever really got to go see Philemon. That's not recorded. So Mark, uh, he mentions Mark sending a greeting, and Mark is a subtle thing because remember Mark and Paul had a, um, a split, and um, you know Barnabas and Paul split up because of, of Mark. But now here he's talking about his fellow servant Mark, and so there's this veiled um, reference to somebody that Paul had something against, but Paul has forgiven him, and they're restored to fellowship. So <clears throat> Paul's asking Philemon. Not, he's not asking him to do something that Paul hasn't done himself, and he's so he's asking him to give him to, to give uh, Onesimus the same, the same uh, grace. And so the the lesson for us is, you know, for us to forgive and to remember that uh, we we have been forgiven. So I guess the two lessons for today would be that we live in the joy of the kingdom now, no matter where the earth is going, and to to be to love one another and to forgive one another and to live as if Jesus was with us right this minute, which he is through the Spirit. Uh, one of my um, verses from the Psalms I wanted to just highlight, because it kind of sums up the day, is thou hast turned my heaviness into joy. Thou hast put off my sackcloth and girded me with gladness. So let's continue with the prayer for all conditions of men on page 18. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men that thou wouldst be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth and hold the faith in unity of spirit, in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are in any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate especially those for whom we make our prayers at this time. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we thine unworthy servants do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all, for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. 
And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days, through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Great to be with you this morning. Have a good Thursday. Look forward to seeing you tonight. Uh -huh. Thank, Thank you, Deacon Bob. Thank Have you. Thank you. Have a good day, everyone.